Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. First of all, as I get into the content, let me make a a point very, very clear as I'm about to share a very, I don't think insightful objective or concept, but I want to share that I do think people are fatigued. I do think that they're exhausted. I do think that they've gone through a lot. I do think that people feel like they need rest or they're just burnt out. Now, where this comes from is a conversation with somebody that I'm coaching. And we got into the conversation of fatigue. And I said, well, why are people fatigued? And I really want, you know, my listeners to hear this because I've now asked that question since I talked to my client to four other people said, how's everybody doing at your company? Ah, people are really fatigued. I said, why are people fatigued? And what people start to do is give symptoms of fatigue. Well, you know, the pandemic, it's really worn us down. And it has. I in no way, in no way dismiss that whatsoever. And I said, you know, it's interesting. I've been hearing that a lot lately. And I said, what kind of environment are you in? Now, of the five people that I talked to, Three were hybrid, one was all in office, and then one was still everybody can work at home if they want. And so you look at those things and you say, okay, you know, it's a pretty good uh, perspective across five people, albeit, you know, very simple conversations. And I asked the question, I said, so when you go to the hybrid environment, where do you think people have saved time? All five people, except for the company or the person that's from the all in office environment, said, well, you know, driving into the office, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, well, how do you think people are reinvesting that time? And every single person brought up the same type of stuff. Well, getting the kids ready for school, getting the kids on the bus. I said, well, who was doing that before the pandemic? And somebody said, oh, well, yeah, probably the same people. I said, so if people aren't driving into the office, how much time do you think that saves? Between the four people I talked to, one being my client, we were anywhere from about three to six hours a week. That's 12 to 24 hours a month. Now, fatigue also comes from, I can't socialize, I'm not connected with people. I get that. I do, please, in, please don't take anything that I'm taking or saying out of context. For the fact of the matter is, I'm not saying time is a simple formula to erode fatigue. Yet I found it interesting when I asked the four people, I said, well, if you acknowledge that there's time and time can be reinvested, where is that time being reinvested? And nobody could answer it. And I found that really interesting. And when I think about fatigue, I think about someone feeling tired, exhausted, lacking motivation, and certainly the pandemic has had that effect. And then I said to the four of the five people, I said, so what were you doing that really motivated you, that inspired you before the pandemic? Nobody could answer it. And so what's teaching us is that we've got to get people to revisit what motivates them, 
their career aspirations, maybe reinvesting some of that time in, in motion, movement. I always love to share with people, motion creates emotion. You get someone after a brisk 20-minute walk versus someone who sits on the couch, you're going to have a vastly different perspective of employees. So when we think about our teams, we as leaders have to facilitate counters to fatigue. Now, I've shared this story many, many times. I had a client in the fourth quarter last year, and you could see people yawning, putting in the chat box of a Zoom meeting. Would you mind if I had my camera off? I'm exhausted. And I asked somebody who I knew very well at this company, I said, so what's the fatigue? And there's no doubt there's a Zoom fatigue looking at a screen. It's just like watching a movie for eight straight hours. Your eyes are going to get tired. I get it. I'm not, I'm again, not dismissing any of that. And I said, so outside of the, just what, what you're watching, what's changed? And I had one person go, what do you mean? I said, well, do you work at a different desk? No, I work at the same desk. I said, so the type of work that you do, what, what, what's missing? And one common theme that did come up was, well, honestly, getting up from your desk and going and seeing coworkers and socializing. I said, why aren't you doing that now? And I had this person say, we're not in the office together. I said, with all our technology, whether it be Zoom, FaceTime on an iPhone, chatting, I said, how are you connecting? And she couldn't answer it. So what's funny is that when we have a major change and it impacts us behaviorally, emotionally, uh, prompts us to feel fatigued, we have to have countermeasures. And I always love to share this. So if you go up a flight of stairs, and let's say you go up two flights of stairs, and you're walking with someone, and, and your friend is just exhausted. He or she just can barely get to the top of the second flight. Your knee-jerk reaction in that moment is to say what? Sit down. You know, catch your breath. We don't have to go to the third set of stairs. Do we ever look at somebody and say, you got to get in shape, man. You got to raise your game. You got to get moving so these stairs aren't so difficult. No, in the moment, what do we want to do? We want to support each other. Again, I don't think anybody said tactically at the start of the pandemic, just sit there. Fatigue will set in. That's okay. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm now suggesting is, okay, if we're coming near the end of this pandemic, we got to lift our heads up. We got to move. We got to keep moving. We got to find ways to re-energize. Fatigue is real. Mental exhaustion is real. Zoom, looking at a screen, fatigue is real. So counter it. You would never, ever look at someone logically and say, I know you're fatigued. Do nothing. It'll get better. So what I want you to get out of this podcast is that we have to think about countermeasures. If someone's lacking motivation, find out what motivates them. If they can't answer it, help them discover what motivates them. If someone's lacking energy, help them create energy. If someone is fatigued, help them find a way to raise their energy so it offsets the fatigue. It's not rocket science. Yet, as good people, we've been supportive of each other. So we have to be very conscientious of countermeasures. As leaders, if people feel disconnected, get them connected. Connection, fatigue are not geographic things. 
They are as a result of us not facilitating things that counter those things. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called coach to you where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called coach to you We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.